Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey guys, I'm Jackie Moran from Us Weekly, back with another installment of our Keto MG podcast. Today's episode of Keto MG is brought to you by our friends at SlimFast. SlimFast keto products are not only delicious, but also satiating. And if you want a chance to win an exclusive SlimFast keto kit, be sure to text Us Keto to 44123. That's U-S-K-E-T-O, all one word to enter. Message and data rates may apply. So today's episode is all about fasting. Now, I know it sounds like the scariest word in the entire diet dictionary, you guys, but we are here to break it all down for you and even answer some of your most burning questions. And here today to answer those questions is our very special guest, celebrity doctor, a board-certified neurologist, four-time New York Times bestselling author, and fellow of the American College of Nutrition. How's that for an introduction? It's Dr. David Perlmutter on the line. Hey, doctor, how are you? I couldn't be better. Thanks for asking. You mind telling everybody where you are at the moment? Because I'm a little bit jealous. Well, uh, I'm in Petersburg, Alaska. I'm in a fishing uh, city, a population around 3,000, and we are continuing to push north, going to be looking at the glaciers and really learning a lot. Uh, This has been sort of a lifelong dream on the bucket list uh, to travel north on our boat, and it's a pretty exciting time. Awesome. Well, so now that we get a little feel for that, of course, it is worth mentioning, you guys, that we do not promote fasting, nor do we think it's something you absolutely should do. Many people have lost a significant amount of weight without ever fasting. However, for some, it works, and we are here to answer your questions. We're here with the doctor. So let's get right into it. Um, Doctor, we do have a few great questions for you that I want to put out there. Kristen S., asks, sorry to be naive, but what is intermittent fasting? Well, that's not uh, naivete at at all. I mean, we don't really have a great definition for intermittent fasting. What does it mean? Does it mean not having breakfast one day or does it mean not eating for 40 days? So uh, it means not eating for a period of time. And I would suggest that a good definition would be one whereby the body starts to make shifts that are related to fasting. And that can usually happen within 12 to 16 hours. 
Obviously, some people fast for a lot longer period of time. When we have our first meal of the day, which is oddly enough called break fast, uh, <laughs> that's the end of that's the end of our fasting period. Uh, so we do, in fact, even gain some benefit by the term intermittent fasting uh, when we have breakfast at a later time, even the next day. Right. And so, in terms of intermittent fasting. Um, you know, we actually even have celebrities that swear by this. A little celeb factoid for you guys. A favorite of ours here at Us Weekly, Brooke Burke, she swears by intermittent fasting. She told us in May of 2018 that she loves it and she never counts calories. I have too much to do to count calories, which is kind of freeing. I do really believe in intermittent fasting. So, you know, you do have the celebs that do swear by this. And I guess for person to person, um, is it different for everybody? Yes, but I would say that, you know, when you stress your body, which is what fasting is all about, you suddenly turn the tables on what your body is expecting. That actually turns out to be a good thing. We call it, the technical term is hormesis, and it means challenging your body with one form of stress or another. It can be fasting, it can be going into cold water or going into a sauna. That actually activates DNA, genetics, uh, that is really good for us. It really codes for uh, turning on genes that are good for us that can pave the way to health. And and I would fully sign on to the notion that counting calories makes zero sense whatsoever. You know, wow. we all grew up with, with the idea that if you want to lose weight, it's it's the difference between calories in versus calories out. And nothing could be further from the truth. There's a huge difference between a carb calorie and a fat calorie. And it's taken us, you know, uh, about 10 years to kind of undo the damage of this whole mentality that fat is going to make you fat. And it really is so wrong. You know, we lived, we grew up in a time of fat phobia where everything was low fat, no fat, this and that. Right. And that is absolutely the wrong approach to health. Humans have been depending upon fat, you know, for about as long as we've been walking this planet. So in terms of, you know, we were saying, sort of something different for everybody. Calories are different within themselves. It, with intermittent fasting in particular, does everyone have to stay to the same timetable or like is, is it a set regimen or, or not? Not in the least. Um, you know, variability in, in eating is something that's been programmed into us as well. I mean, our ancestors didn't have three meals a day. When we were hunter-gatherers, it was feast and famine. You know, sometimes there'd be food and sometimes we would be forced to uh, fast. Uh, and that was obviously intermittently or we wouldn't have survived. So this notion of variability is actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all told growing up, oh, you have to have breakfast every day. Your, your mother says that's the most important meal of the day and three meals. Well, you know, I don't know who dreamed it up, but it, right. it probably was somebody trying to trying to sell food. But the point is, you know, think about our ancestors. They they didn't stop when they were tracking an animal because it was lunchtime and they had to take a break. Didn't work that way. And so this variability is very challenging to our bodies. So our bodies don't know what to expect. And it turns out that's a good thing because it makes us resilient. Is there a time of like, so my boyfriend swears that, you, you know, if you eat, start eating at a certain time of day, is there, you know, you were saying about breakfast. Um, is there a certain time of day that one should start eating? That's kind of my own personal question. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, you know, I think what you're hearing from me today is that 
things are variable and variability is good. And really, you know, if there's variation between what's good for one person versus another. Uh, clearly, a person with diabetes is not going to be able to tolerate the same level of restriction as a person without. But I do believe it's reasonable not to have your first meal of the day, in other words, your breaking of the fast breakfast, until at least noon, one or, or two o'clock in the afternoon. Then you've had a good long fast from the uh, evening's uh, meal from the night before. And that's actually a good thing because once you do that, you set into motion a low grade of what we call ketosis. So right. this is a great way of jump-starting yourself into what's called a ketogenic diet, which we know has incredible benefits for your health. Right. So that does lead me to my next question. Um, I knew that would be a great segue. (laughs) (laughs) Question two is from Megan M. Now she asks, is the keto diet more effective if you fast? Well, it is, as mentioned, a great way to get it jump started. But uh, you can get into ketosis and be eating a lot of food all the time, provided that food is really reduced in refined carbohydrates and sugars, as well as having uh, healthful levels of good fats. And, you know, I think that's really very important because there's plenty of fats that are around in the human diet these days that right. are really threatening. So it's the good fats, the extra virgin olive oil, the nuts and seeds, the grass-fed beef, the oily fish. These are the kinds of fats that are supportive, coconut oil, MCT oil, for example, that are very supportive of getting your body into that state called ketosis that is really, really good for you. So, okay. So when, so say you're, you're doing it this way with the fasting, what happens if you get starving, you know, and you're saying maybe don't eat breakfast in the morning, uh, wait till one or two o'clock. What happens if you just get so absolutely starving? Should you eat then? That's a great question. And in fact, um, not everybody is ready to jump right into going onto a ketogenic diet because they won't tolerate it. And So what we see is that people have to go through a a situation called keto adaptation, Mm -hmm. where over time they ultimately uh, shift their body's ability to actually burn body fat and use dietary fat as a primary fuel source. That doesn't happen in most people overnight. Uh, It does take sometimes a week, two weeks, maybe even three weeks. So when people are having difficulty with that, they should eat, and uh, but they should try to trend towards less carbohydrate food and higher fat foods when they are, as you say, feeling like they are starving. Ultimately, once the body shifts over and is really adept at burning fat, that problem goes away. And then in terms of how much you eat when you do eat, I know we're talking about like fat, but how much food you actually consume, I'm sure obviously matters too. What do you recommend in that sense? I think you should eat until you feel satisfied. And that's really, uh, in my opinion, a very important point. Why is it? Because you can eat a ton of foods that are rich in carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates, and still not feel satisfied. But if you eat foods that are higher in fat and less so foods that have protein, you get satisfied a lot earlier. I mean, you don't hear about people binge eating avocados, right? Right. But they sure can... uh, can binge eat cookies and uh, you know and other high carbohydrate foods. Mm-hmm. So I'm when you favor, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> um, it's built into our physiology because that's a way of, of making your body store body fat. Right. Uh, but 
uh, and preparing for the winter at time of caloric scarcity. But when uh, you favor those foods that are higher in fat, you really get satisfied a lot sooner. And there are some really simple metabolic uh, pathways that involve things like ghrelin uh, and other hormones that make that happen. So again, uh, when you're hungry, if you eat a higher fat food like avocados, like nuts and seeds, you get satisfied a lot earlier as opposed to you know, grabbing the chips ahoy. Right, exactly. And that's a good inspiration for all of us, including myself. Um, Another little celeb factoid, Chris Pratt is a big fan of intermittent fasting, and we've all seen how his body has transformed over the years. He said while fasting in the morning, he is able to get in his cardio during that time, and he can still have his coffee. So a little note on the breakfast thing there for you guys from Chris Pratt. But we have so much more burning questions coming up with our incredible doctor here, but we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back in 60 seconds. Hi guys, my name is Terry and I am a SlimFast brand ambassador. I initially lost 22 pounds in 21 weeks on the SlimFast Advanced Plan and lost an additional 24 pounds in 27 weeks on the SlimFast Keto Plan. That's a total loss of 46 pounds. My journey with SlimFast Keto has been life-changing. I have gone from a super sensitive, self-conscious, unhealthy person to an incredibly confident and vibrant woman. I have seen vast improvements in my health as well. I am now in control of my type 2 diabetes. It no longer controls me. It has been such an easy adjustment too, especially for me since I love food. I have a shake for breakfast, a meal bar for lunch, and a sensible keto dinner with my family. I also enjoy three yummy keto snacks per day. That's a lot of food. Because of Slim Fast Keto, I stay completely satisfied and full all day. And the best part is, I get to end my day with a delicious fat bomb. I couldn't ask for a better plan. Text us keto to 44123. That's U S K E T O to 44123 to enter for a chance to win an exclusive Slim Fast Keto kit. Message and data rates may apply. We are back with Dr. David Perlmutter, and I am asking basically all of your burning questions, you guys. We do have another one for you, doctor, um, from Matthew B. He asks, how often should you fast on keto? Well, I I think that if you're in ketosis and you're proving it to yourself by using, for example, a finger stick blood test, uh, you're, you're less likely to need fasting. So you're already accomplished one of the important goals, which is getting into ketosis. Now, being in ketosis doesn't do everything that can be accomplished with, for example, a three-day intermittent fast as it relates to cellular activity and uh, even the activity of what are called mitochondria, your energy-producing parts of the cell. Uh, but I say that uh, I would say that if you are, in fact, in ketosis, you've accomplished most of your goal. So uh, still having an intermittent fast, you know, a couple of times a month of a day or two is really reasonable as well. And what can you have in this fast period? Like, can you do water? Can you do coffee? Well, by definition, uh, fasting is is having water, and that's basically it. The moment you introduce anything that is non-water, be it coffee, be it tea, anything like that, then at least by the strictest of definitions, it's um, it's not fasting. Why? Because coffee contains a variety of components that do actually change gene expression, that do affect uh, metabolism, etc., and that can have an effect on the ultimate uh, ability of fasting to do its magic. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that you know having coffee in the morning or tea in the morning 
and then no, nothing thereafter is necessarily not going to be great for you because I think it is. But at least, you know, if you're asking me by strict definition, I would say that it would be anything aside from water is breaking the fast. Okay. And in terms of somebody, say, for, uh, you know, with different health concerns, say low blood sugar, where does that start to play into uh, the ability to do this? Well, uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, these individuals can, in fact, fast, uh, especially when they have keto adapted. Under, but they should do it under the care of their healthcare practitioner. Right. Uh, for example, uh, you know, at my blood sugar will sometimes run sixty-four, which many would would you know it raises a lot of eyebrows when I tell people that. But uh, that's because I'm used to this, and uh, my, while my blood sugar is low, I am feeling great because my body is using fat as a fuel source and not really depending as much on breaking down a carbohydrate into sugar or glycogen into sugar. So once you've keto adapted and you've gotten your body used to using fat as a fuel source, your blood sugars will come down. And let me just say that uh, what could be better for a diabetic than to lower your uh, blood sugar and start to use fat? So now we are seeing incredibly effective clinical studies where diabetics are treated with uh, a ketogenic diet, lowering their blood sugars, and people are improving all of their parameters just by getting into ketosis. And I know diet really does play a role, even with your health way down the line, and you're working on an upcoming documentary on Alzheimer's um, and how this sort of relates to that, and you uncover a lot. Tell us a little bit about what you're working on. Well, currently we have uh, in production a docuseries called Alzheimer's, The Science of Prevention. And if your listeners want to learn about that, the website is thescienceofprevention.com. So uh, this is coming out soon, and we've interviewed the top 20 Alzheimer's researchers in America to learn that, in fact, this is pretty much a preventable disease. And let's be clear, it's a disease for which there is no meaningful treatment whatsoever. And I would say, uh, Jackie, that it's really quite Uh, apropos because it relates to our conversation today. Because one of the issues that is so strongly related to developing Alzheimer's is higher blood sugar. Mm. And indeed, what many of our experts talked about is the role of fasting, the role of getting into a ketogenic state in terms of being really good for your brain and protecting the brain. So uh, who knew that, you know, while we're talking about weight loss and looking good and and, you know, helping sculpt your six-pack, right. uh, it turns out that this ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting, are really good ideas in terms of brain health. Wow, that's that's fascinating. And obviously you can't predict what's going to happen down the road, but how much are you discovering about how much diet does play a role in maybe preventing? It is and- absolutely uh, fundamental. You know, the human diet has shifted so dramatically away from a diet that put us in ketosis, which was pretty much the diet that we've been in uh, for about 99% of our time on the planet. Suddenly, with the development of agriculture and much more recently, our ability to refine sugar, uh, the human diet has shifted dramatically and we're not really able to adapt to it appropriately. So we're getting diabetes and heart disease and Alzheimer's and cancer, things that we now know are dramatically related to our lifestyle choices with diet being at the top of the list. 
Right. So it definitely puts it in perspective, everybody out there. Like you said, not just for the gym body, but uh, for your long-term health. These are definitely, you know, uh, doctor-approved, you know, tips and and ways to help yourself be your healthiest self. And um, Well, beyond doctor-approved, absolutely doctor-recommended, that's for sure. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, by the way, one more little celeb factoid. We can't go without mentioning a Kardashian. You know, right, doctor? Um, Kourtney Kardashian. I I was waiting. I knew it had to happen. (laughs) Courtney Kardashian, of course, has revealed that she has practiced a ketogenic diet in conjunction with intermittent fasting for two to three months. How do you like that? Um, so what do you say to well, that? Uh, yeah, well, I say that, look, uh, you know, from my perspective as a neurologist, uh, yeah, it's great to lose weight. It's great to look good. But uh, these are approaches that people are talking about that are good for your brain as well. And again, I want to mention that in uh, the context of a couple of important facts. First, if you live to be age 85 years, your risk for developing Alzheimer's, which is an incurable disease, is 50-50. It is an epidemic now. 5.8 million Americans uh, have this diagnosis, and it is significantly preventable, and we want to focus on diet. I know our time together was probably, uh, in your view, focused on looking good, et cetera. But, you know, I really want to get a pitch out there for the importance of protecting your brain. Well, you heard it here, everybody. And I really thank you so much, doctor. Again, this is Dr. David Perlmutter, fellow of the American College of Nutrition, New York Times bestselling author, four times, by the way, board certified neurologist. And thank you so much for being on yet another installment of Keto MG, our podcast here. Um, And of course, guys, stay tuned because we have another episode coming your way. But thank you so much, doctor, for being here. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Hi, my name is Hazley, lead brand ambassador for SlimFast. And almost three years ago, in just 26 weeks, I lost 30 pounds with a SlimFast plan. As a mompreneur between my family and my business, I am always on the go. So I was looking for an easy-to-follow plan that I could stay on even with my busy schedule. SlimFast was exactly that. I found a plan that worked for me, but along the way, I also found my confidence and the trust that I could reach any goal I set myself to accomplish. The best part has not only been reaching my goal weight with SlimFast, but also maintaining it. Now, with SlimFast Keto, I not only get to maintain with more options, like the delicious SlimFast Keto Fat Bombs, I also get to enjoy the yummy keto food that I like so much. I have discovered so much about myself in these last three years, are you ready to start your journey? Text us keto to 44123. That's U-S-K-E-T-O to 44123 to enter for a chance to win an exclusive SlimFast Keto Kit. Message and data rates may apply.